Welcome NIO Hawkeye fans to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I am Luke Myers. Joining me tonight is Sam Middleton and Joey Myers. Fellas, how you doing? Not too bad, Luke. Uh, homeless for a week, so I'm back at home freeloading off mom and dad. It's pretty nice. I cherish it while it lasts. Got a headache, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> couldn't couldn't be wouldn't want to be anywhere else, you know. Grinding. Sam in his Jordan flu game right now, but uh. <laughs> Well, this well, is actually more of a uh, big moment than that, but whatever. <laughs> All right, we'll get right into the, the topics here. Great. Uh, a week or two ago on Twitter, there was this poll going around trying to just pull Iowa fans apart from each other, and it was, what was the better Iowa football team, 2002, 2009, or 2015? <laughs> The best team is 2009. It's not close. The collective talent on that group, offensive side, defensive side, especially the defensive side, was just unreal. I mean, I was, what, 11 in the 2002 team? But I remember slightly. So I'm a little biased in 2009. But I like we had that argument about the defensive lines, 09 or this year. And you're wrong, Luke. You think it's this year. It's clearly 09. But that defensive line... The linebacking group, the DBs, oh, Stanzi, the Manzi. Let's go. No contest. I'll go 2015 because, you know, the whole 12-0 and thing. And they should have beat Michigan State aside from that. And plus, I think CJ was a better quarterback than Ricky Stanzi. And it wasn't even close, I don't think. I agree with, but I think... Beth, or Bethard's more talented, but Stanzi is more of a winner. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the, the NFL talent on that 2019 was unreal compared to even the 2015 team, too. But in 2002, I was just too young to remember, so I'm out on that one. That, I mean, in 15, they played that cupcake schedule, too. So Hey, play the hand you're dealt, buddy. That 2009 team would probably beat the 2015 team by 20 points and that's not an exaggeration and that's in the first half yeah it was i mean the talent wise it's not really comparable two of the best wide receivers in iowa history on the same team you had just a i mean I i guess the running backs you'll give the nod to 2015 but there was still uh a bevy of of 2009 running backs that had so much potential. They just never really lived up to, I mean. Wegger, Wegger, Wegger. Robinson. Like, there were some boys on that squad, and they were good. They were good running backs. But saying C.J. Beathard over Ricky Stanzi is just the most offensive thing anybody has ever said to me in my life. Okay, you can, you can love Ricky Stanzi all you want for all he did, and winning and stuff, but CJ has played in the pros and has looked decent at times. And give CJ, DJK, and Marvin McNutt, like, yeah. he's a first-round pick, probably. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, anybody give 2002 a little respect or no? Good team. Great depth. They were good. They had some nice, nice pieces. Yeah. They had, they had some good NFL talent on that team as well. But, I mean, it's just not comparable to 2009. So, are, do we want to throw in a, a 2012-era Mark Wiseman, James Vandenberg circa into this conversation? <laughs> next question. Yeah, next. Uh, all right. Moving on. So, it, it's 2-3 to three in favor of 2009 <laughs> right there. Joey just 
a little more recency bias, still living off that high two or twelve and zero season. But my life. we are in, we are in the final month or before football starts, and uh, like shit, where have I been? It, it, uh, all, <laughs> but uh, it's it's award watch list season officially, and so several Hawkeyes getting recognition here, and three of them kind of just surprised the hell out of me for the Hawks. You got Makai Sargent for Doak Walker, whereas if he gets majority of the carries this season, he could be, but they are going to split it up. Uh, ISM for Paul Hornung, most versatile player, Amir Smith-Marset. I don't know about that one either. I mean, I get he's an exciting ball pl- or, uh, player when he has the ball in his hands, but he still has never really shown the ability to catch the ball. And then I think it's because it's paired with the return specialist, though, probably. Yeah, that, that it's because he's good at returning. And then this the nation last year. And then this one is totally uh, reputation of the University <coughs> of Iowa football program. It is. Tight end you. I, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name correctly. I think it's Nate Wating for Wating for the Mackey Award watch list. Wu Tang. And, and some a wild stat here. Uh he has three career receptions. <laughs> so he is rolling. That's three more than us. <laughs> yeah, that's three more than us. But just think like without Noah Fant, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, like we don't get that reputation and there's no way he's even considered to be on that watch list. I think Sean Byer's gonna have a good year. You're just completely ignoring Wating. I mean, he's gonna play, but if Byer's healthy, he's gonna get every target at tight end. Wu Tang clan will get a few, but Well, I mean as far as the preseason awards go, I don't they don't really mean shit to me or anybody really the only one that does matter is the tight end one i think and that's just more for the university than the individual getting the respect that it deserves and i guess i could see smith marset winning the most versatile player given that he's excels in the return game but i don't know and i just to talk about i guess uh, you better believe that that kirk ferris is gonna get nate leading the ball like like at least 10 times a game oh yeah yeah, I mean, he's he'll probably get targets, but we don't even know what the potential of this kid is out there at tight end. Buried on the depth chart behind two first-round NFL draft picks. I yeah. mean, come on. Uh, also worth noting for the award watch list, the Outland Trophy, Iowa has two linemen on that, to the surprise of absolutely nobody. Uh, who do you like in that race, Alaric Jackson or Tristan Wirfs? Worfs. He's getting more, his name is out there more for scouts, and that's basically half the battle on these awards. Social media just takes over. Not to mention, he's just an absolute unit. He's a freaking stud. He's got the vids going around, too, like Sam was saying. He's got the recognition there. He just needs to not go in bars. On his moped. (laughs) With multiple women. Um, All right, moving on here. Uh, a fun tweet I saw, uh, really going to piss off some Iowa State and Nebraska fans. It was a 2020 recruitment tweet, and let me just read you off the numbers here before we talk about it. Iowa for the class of 2020, 129 offers, 22 commits, uh, 17% closing rate, number 20 in the nation for the recruiting class. Iowa State, 225 offers, 16 commits, 7% closing rate, number 35 in the nation, and Nebraska, 
484 offers, eight commits, 1.65% closing rate, number 59 in the nation. Damn, Nebraska's <laughs> got a lower closing rate than me at the bar. <laughs> yeah, I got a higher chance going home with an eight than the Nebraska does of getting a commit. <laughs> Holy shit, could they even get me? <laughs> I don't know. That like, there's so many amazing numbers in that Nebraska line. 484 offers. It's basically like every time you go to check out a kid in the middle of bumfuck Nebraska, it doesn't matter how big the school is, you're gonna drop an offer to him just because, you know. I, right. I, we want you to be a Nebraska Husker <laughs> and half of your teammates. <laughs> yeah, and eight commits, one point six five percent. I mean, I'd imagine Minnesota is probably around the same number as as these two schools as well. I I know PJ Fleck just loves to throw out offers. Just I he's he's a player's coach or whatever, but now he just likes to throw garbage at the wall and hope something sticks along the way. I. I I don't understand how Scott Frost is having such a hard time. Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, Iowa's class is basically done. Granted, Nebraska's probably got some bigger fish that they're going after. But, I mean, as you know, higher-rated kids always are way better than what Iowa offers. Just look at the last four years of football field results. So, I don't know. That's shocking to me. That's not a good sign for Scott Frost. Well, and I've mentioned this before on the show that he, Scott Frost has lost a lot of recruits as well, like since he's taken over. You know, whenever you get a coaching change, kids will decommit because it's not the coach that they came to the university for or whatnot. But, I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't know how Nebraska fans can see those numbers and think, oh, yeah, we're we're going to compete. We're back! We're going to compete for the college football playoff or the Big Ten or let alone the Big Ten West. I there is still a couple schools in the Big Ten West I would rather be than Nebraska right now. And Purdue is one of them. Purdue, Iowa. Wait, they're in the East. Wait, no, they're, no, in, the they're in the West. No, they're in the West. And then Northwestern uh, I'd even consider too. So. I, I think know. student athletes are finally starting to realize there's absolutely fucking nothing in Nebraska. You're right. and They, they got to sue. Did you say they got to sue? It. Yeah, the that, Omaha Zoo is pretty lit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's fine. It's still but a Omaha's zoo. Iowa, basically. We claim mm-hmm. Omaha. See, I'm kind of on the opposite there. I I like to think like most of Western Iowa it might as well just be Nebraska. Yeah, but we've got some Sioux City. We gets gives us a lot over like Mike Gazelle. Mike Gazelle, my hero. The Aliu. Never forget Zach McCabe. Brandon Wegger. <laughs> Who? No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it is a, a good breeding ground for Iowa athletics. I don't know. I'm just not too thrilled anytime I have to take a trip out to Western Iowa, you know. We love you Western Iowa. Taking a trip to the orthodontist. Yeah, we do love all the Hawkeye fans out in Western Iowa. And actually, so we covered or we went to the Polk City Parade here on Ju- uh July 20th or whatever, and I wasn't expecting as many Iowa fans as there were at the parade like I'd just walk up on a group of people during the parade route and I'd yell who's an Iowa fan here and then I'd give them a bracelet and some candy to the kids but uh yeah I I was surprised my mom was worried for my well-being because she thought Ames was close and they're gonna do something to me I'm not scared mother I'm not scared 
Thank you for your service. You're welcome for my service. Thanks for not coming, Joey. Um, moving, hey, football tournament. moving on, we got a complete curveball from Kirk Ferentz from what he traditionally does whenever players get involved with the law. And Tristan Wirfs will not be suspended. So well, he will not be suspended for being in the bar past 10 o'clock, which is a bullshit rule. Uh, you guys got any thoughts here? It works out for the team. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, no, you, you can go, Sam. I was, I was pretty much done. I think Kirk Ferentz realized that Tristan Wirfs is 6'5", 330, and he didn't want to tell him he's suspended for a game because he would literally eat him for an, as an appetizer. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, I think this is just falling into the new Kirk mantra that everybody kind of fell in love with last year when we saw plays that we never thought Kirk Ferentz would throw out there on the field. You know, I mean, college football's changing. You can thank LeVar Words for that. And uh, everybody in college football is probably cheating to some uh, some point. I don't think Iowa is actually, but if this is what Iowa wants to do to be considered cheating, I'm 100% on board with it. You know, I'm don't discipline your players as often. I'm here for it. Well, Nebraska's definitely not cheating because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not paying enough right now, apparently, because those kids have zero interest in going out to Lincoln. Like I said, they Lincoln. just want to smoke pot. Hey, do what you do best. Uh, so not suspended for week one against Miami at all. And at, kind of a stunner right there. He he was suspended last year for week one, so uh, more Kirk talk here. Uh, for Big Ten Media Days last week in Chicago, he was talking to the media, and I don't know actually the question that brought it up, but he, uh, he uh, said that he will be tailgating at the University of Iowa once he retires. So that raises another question. Who is ready for Kirk Ferentz to retire and come party with him on Saturdays and let Brian Ferentz take the reins? Not I. Not quite ready for that yet. Nope. I'm thinking like 20, see, 25 more years. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him coach for at least 30 more years. And uh, then he can turn it over. Joe, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I already invited him, uh, courtesy of the Hawkeye Tailgate Reports Twitter page, to come and tailgate with us at some point. So... I'm looking forward to that, Kirk. I can't wait for your RSVP for that. Uh, but no, nah, it's I, I. I don't know if he actually will do it, but Iowa fans would receive that move so well. It would look. I mean, he's he's already like a god in Iowa City. This would only bolster his status even more. He's a god to some. Most there's, some, there's a out there that um, are misled, and he is not a god to. But those are idiots. What do you think his drink of choice is for tailgating? Um, I'm going to say some type of mixer. I wouldn't be too shocked if he started off like with a limerita. What would you say, Sam? A limerita? Limeritas all day tailgating? Or do you think he's... He might be a Smirnoff Ice kind of guy, too, though. Are you saying our coach is soft? No, I'm saying he doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Yeah. Yeah, now you say I could see him gassing some claws or trulies. But, uh, yeah, I know Kirk Ferentz. Hope to see you out there someday, bud. Bring the wife. Let's have a good time. Let's drink some bush lights together, unlike what Sam thinks. I don't think our coach is soft, so I'm not going to roll with that. Uh, so it was just announced today here on 
July 29th, but uh, Wisconsin landed a big home-and-home series with the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so some Iowa fans are upset on Twitter, kind of going off off about how Iowa doesn't play anybody aside from Miami, Ohio, or North Texas, or Middle Tennessee State like this year. Uh, So what would be your guys' dream home-and-home matchup? Notre Dame. Why? I mean, the national recognition from the Notre Dame's hot garbage. Uh, I mean, they're good, but they're vastly overrated every year. That would just be a fun matchup. And the Iowa fans would travel really well to West Bend. Yeah, Sam's right. I, they are always overrated, so that could be a big-name team that we could beat every year, too. So I like, I like Notre Dame. Otherwise, I'd like to play another SEC school like LSU or Ole Miss. Just, I like playing SEC schools in the bowls, though. I don't know. Maybe I think like a UCLA or USC or be, would be cool, or Washington or like something Oregon, something like that. So basically, what we're getting at here is pretty much anybody that's been ranked in the top twenty-five in the last fifteen years. <laughs> uh, I would love BYU. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I have two schools. Yeah. <laughs> I I have two schools written down here. And I, I, I would I would want Bama because I'm not saying we'd beat Bama or, but I want to see how we would compete against the extreme coach that is Nick Saban or the legendary teams that they put out on the field. I would be interested to see that. But I picked two different schools. I I said Notre Dame as well, just so we can embarrass them. Uh, they're always overrated. They're like Texas or USC. They're not. Na- I mean, they made the playoff last year, I think, and. They got smoked, so whatever. Uh, I would love to embarrass them. And then my second school would be Oklahoma. I want to face the best Big 12 school just so we can show them what a, a real defense looks like instead of just this run-and-gun offense that's run in the Big 12 where they score 45 points a game. That's just not entertaining to me. I want to be able to shut them down and – uh you got the Bob Stoops tie in. I know he's not there anymore, but he was there for almost 20 years. So it would just be an interesting game, a fun game to watch. And I don't know. I'd be here for that. Luke, Oklahoma has produced the last two Heisman quarterbacks. I don't know if we want any of that mess right now. <laughs> I do. Well, I mean, they got Jalen Hurts this year, transfer from Alabama, actually. But I think it'd be good to play Oklahoma. It's bet. I mean,. During the 2015 season, that was probably our toughest non-conference we've had in a long time, which people ridiculed our non-conference that year. We played Iowa State uh, and Pitt, and our first game was against Miami, Ohio. So I also don't hate the Pitt home-and-home matchups, but they're, no, not, we can do better they're not good. Yeah, what They used to be a, a team that was worthy or like a, a team that would compete most years but it just hasn't been the case there for a while so uh we got a couple more segments here before we wrap the show up it's gonna be a short episode tonight no austin myers sam's jordan flu game which i would like to say is not going very well for him so far uh we'll start with a a segment we started last episode called the rightful rant uh and joey's gonna get it going this week with his rant so joey what do you got all right i have a public service announcement about hand washing I work at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics, and on more than one occasion, 
I'd say at least four. I've been taking a dump in the bathroom, and there's a dude taking a dump in the stall next to me, and I can hear the guy flush, zip it up, open the door, walk straight out of the fucking door, okay? You are in a hospital of, of all places that you should be washing your hands in the hospital. A, you could be sick to begin with, so you should just be washing your hands just out of cur- courtesy. And B, you're going to go around touching shit, making other people sick with your poopy hands. I don't care if you have the cleanest break, you're sitting on the toilet, it's a one wiper. You need to wash your hands after you take a dump. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your home, whatever. You should still wash your hands at home. But in the hospital, you need to be washing your hands. That's, that's basically all I have to say. That's very fair, and uh, I appreciate that rant because I do think that sometimes, even when you're just going, like, just take a pee or whatever, you don't wash your hands. It doesn't take long to run your hands under the water, put a little soap on there, you know? Right at that, well, You're just passing along disease and illness. Like, what are you thinking? And, I mean, you, you touch the door handle to go into the bathroom. You touch the lock. Wouldn't you just want to have your hands clean for your own being? But I guess, I guess there's people with lower, lower standards than me out there. But wash your hands, children and Sam, adults. Most, it's, most, it's always adults. Sam, you're being awfully quiet right now. Uh, no, no hands. I don't wash, wash my hands, so. Yeah, take notes. Yeah, Sam. His... Or stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, his name is Sam Middleton, ladies, if you're listening. So, uh, yeah. Frequent non-hand washer. <laughs> non-hand washer. Edit the bio. Ah, yeah, that was a good rant, Joey. It wasn't bad. It's a good point, you know? That was my first. It was, it was all right. It wasn't too, wasn't too shabby. But uh, we'll move on to our last. I think I, I want to do a rant next time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, that's good. We'll, we'll mark you down for a rant next time. Remind me. <laughs> I'll remind you. I'll remind you. But moving on to our last segment, it is Thoughts from Space with Space Cowboy. Segment or the topics for today's show were sent to him earlier today. He sent them to Joey. Joey, what do you got this week? All right. The 09 team was the best of all three. If Kendall Keith doesn't call a naked bootleg, they play in the national championship. Preseason award lists are like are like the chick you could have banged. Doesn't matter at all. You never know what a season will hold, so don't look into it. I would like to publicly issue an apology as well. I want to apologize to Matt Tybee's parents for having a soft-skinned snowflake who searches his own name on Twitter and can't take criticism. If I have a son who is 6'8 and acts like a little bitch and has the balance of Helen Keller, I want you to drive to my house and make me eat my own shit until I die. <laughs> Final thought. Snapback money gang or die. I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. And that's all we have from Space Cowboy for this week. I will say that... Uh... The Hawkeye tailgate report doesn't necessarily agree with what Space Cowboy said right there about Matt Tibby. Space Cowboy's thoughts are those of his own and are no way affiliated with the Hawkeye tailgate report. I know Sam was defending him after those remarks were made on Twitter the other day. Matt Tybee is a good basketball player and we should have offered him out of high school. What year was he? Uh, I have no idea. Actually, I'll also say I'll also say if um, 
Mr. Tybee and... He is literally Jack Nungy, but not as good. <laughs> All right, Joey, what were you saying? Those two would like to meet up for 1v1 as they were bantering on Twitter. I would show up and watch. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, Shit, I think... I'd play Tybee one-on-one. I'd probably hang with him, but he's got six inches on me, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we got the drift. Yeah, but we could we could sponsor that if Mr. Tybee's in, you know, a nice little competition. I I would I would certainly cheer for him over Space Cowboy, nothing personal. But uh Oh, it's definitely personal. Mm. I'm cheering Space Cowboy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the underdog, so he's going to be the crowd favorite, but Sam's getting naked. Yeah, I I see that as well. Oh, I I wonder if he's going to wash his hands for us. I'm going to get the shower. Show the people how we wash our hands, Sam. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> ah, all right. Do you guys have anything else left for this episode? Uh, Brandon Wager's the GOAT. Um, everybody enjoy the weather we got coming up. It's supposed to be pretty nice for the next couple of weeks. All right. So football season. Uh, a, li- a, a month and two days away. We'll be in Kinnick right now cheering on the Hawks against the Miami of Ohio, the real Miami, the real Miami of Ohio, uh, former Ben Roethlisberger squad. So we'll stick it to him again. But that's all we got for this episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, the page there, the show's Twitter page is go underscore Hawks Iowa. Mine, my Twitter page is Myers underscore Luke. Joey's Twitter page is Joe Mama two one nine six. Sam Middleton's Twitter page is at S-A-M-M-M-I-D-D. And uh, I really got to change that. Yeah, it's not great. And subscribe to the show on iTunes or Podbean. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, go Hawks.